torn and battered. The ruined generations gotta wake up now. In our generation, gonna show you how. Why are you sleeping? Why are you so blind? When I look around, I think you lost your mind. How can you diss the earth this way? She gives us our life each and every day. But you spit on her and you ask for more without thinking what future generations will endure. Who will be left by the time you are done? Your children will suffer from your dysfunction. So live as they are future matters. Don't leave us on earth that is torn and battered. The ruling generations gotta wake up now. And our generation gonna show you how. The air is so polluted, getting hard to breathe. That is torn and battered The ruling generation's gotta wake up now And our generation's gonna show you how Youth are united A love for the planet We're not taking our awesome earth for granted We stand together and we change the game Our movement will go down in history of fame And all the people who've been fighting for so long Are the heroes who have made our revolution strong United together Our message will be heard and we'll create a world that we deserve So live as if our future matters Don't leave us on earth that is torn and battered Radio 2XX 98.3 FM. You're listening to Behind the Lines and you're with Scotty. We are joined in the studio by two students from the School Strike for Climate, which is coming up on the 15th of March. We have Maeve and Indy with us. And also in the studio, we have Annie, who... Uh, Annie, you're, you're, you're doing some work with Stop Adani. Stop Adani, yeah. And a grandparent. How are you guys? Good. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, the climate. What are the scientists saying about the climate? It's kind of dying at the moment. There's many things that are just going wrong with it at the moment. We've had the hottest summers and, like, the coldest winters so far, and it's just getting worse. Why do you reckon that's happening? What are they What are they saying about sort of the causes of this? There's um, a lot of variations in solar radiation received by Earth, plate tectonics, volcanic eruptions, and it's majorly caused by human, recent human activities. I'm no scientist, but, like, I can tell when things are going wrong with our climate. Many animals have like being driven out of their homes because the climate is getting so bad and the big problem with that is mainly us humans just kind of destroying it with like coals and fossil fuels and stuff like that so yeah it's a big problem for us mm-hmm. just scared that there's like some very big large-scale changes could happen to the earth very soon and it could potentially cause some irreversible damages that we will never be able to fix. Mm. And is this just one or two scientists saying this? No. It's basically a lot of people saying this. But the people that are saying this, they don't, like, get to speak out of out about it as much as others do. The simple mechanics of the greenhouse effect have been known for a very long time. 
I think it's more than 100 years since someone actually published the mechanism that if we burn fossil fuels and we release carbon dioxide and, and methane and other gases, they form a, a, like a blanket up in the atmosphere. It lets the sun's light, sunlight through, the shortwave radiation, that heats up the Earth, but the longwave radiation, the heat, is trapped. So it's a pretty simple dynamic. Um, but, of course, scientists have been working for many years on actually figuring out what the history of the climate of the Earth is and trying to find out all the fine mechanisms and feedback loops. But there seems to be pretty much universal acknowledgement that this process is happening and we have to do something about it urgently. Where did the school strike idea come from then? just came from a bunch of kids who wanted to fix their futures and make the world a better place so we can actually live in a better world, yeah. Um, as I understand it, this started with a young woman called Greta Thunberg in Sweden, 15 years old, who could has studied climate at school and could see that nothing was happening in Sweden, so she went and sat outside um, the parliament with a sign saying, I'm striking every Friday until your, the government does something. Um, and you would think that that would be something that wouldn't necessarily catch on. You know, um, a person too young to vote sitting outside parliament with a sign doesn't seem like a very big thing. But it has really taken off, hasn't it? Um, Maven and India will, be, will really know this, that um, all around the world now and you know, children are striking everywhere. You mentioned that um, the the scientists are, are in a minority in society in being able to get their message out and, and knowing what they know. Why do you suppose that's the case? I think there are just bigger people out there who just don't realise the big problems that are happening and so they're kind of just shunned to the side like they're aware of those problems but they think that their other problems are bigger than the problem at hand already yeah right so their, their priorities might be a little bit muddled so what are the priorities that they would hold above the world <laughs> um well I'm not sure. I'm not a politician, but for some people, having more energy is their bigger problem. They just need more energy and they want to use that energy. And what are they saying is at stake? I mean, really, what, what's the worst that could happen with this climate change thing? We could die. <laughs> Our world is kind of dying at the moment. And, like, there, yeah, there aren't many opportunities like this that we can actually fix it before it's too late because, yeah, yeah our world's kind of blowing up at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's odd, isn't it, that that might take a, a second sort of priority to anything, isn't it? I mean, that, that's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, there's a real disconnection there between what's really going on on the ground and it's been sort of scientifically proven I reckon it's fair to say and and what the whole institutional structure of society has as their priorities I think it's because everyone thinks it's in the future um like you know oh it's climate change it'll happen like soon like I'll be dead by then it's fine um but no actually it's very close and we don't like scientists actually don't know what when it's going to happen but they know it's soon and so like any day we could like well um there's, there's a few uh, a few sort of uh, solutions that have been been posed by by the big end of town like i guess the the major one that's being put forward at the moment is called geoengineering where we we come up with a wonderful technology to change the structure of the earth's atmosphere so that it all gets better. What do you what do you make of that? I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> like 
you can't just change the structure of the Earth's atmosphere. It's at the point where we've changed it already, but we need to actually figure out solutions of not just creating a new technology to change it, but just creating a better atmosphere in general. So that's like less pollution and other things like that. You can't create an atmosphere if it's already broken, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I guess there's a another disconnection that, that might, might be important here, and that's the disconnection between the way we live and, and nature. Do you reckon that plays a role? Yeah. Um, I think that where we live... We think that we don't need nature to survive, for us to survive. We are chopping down trees, we're extincting animals, we're getting rid of, like, environments for things to grow and, like, create. And we just don't find it important anymore. People find social media more important than actually fixing nature. Yeah, yeah, I guess we're a distractible species, aren't we? You mentioned before, Maeve, that um, a, a lot of people, I guess, who are, who are in power at the moment are quite a bit older, you know. You have a look, it's all the grey-haired yeah. set, you know. I'm nearly there, but not quite. <laughs> um, I'm not in power, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, they they have a certain perspective on, on on how the future comes about and rolls. So you guys are, are really just at the beginning of your, of your lifetimes. So what, what's your perspective? How do you see the future? Um, obviously, we we need a future and we want a future. Like because of maybe like because of climate change, we won't have a future if. Politician, like politicians are clearly they have like a lack of care and even like then just they're just not doing enough for our future and they're supposed to be representing everyone they're supposed to be representing Australia as, as a nation but they're kind of failing at their jobs to be honest <laughs> I'm not sure how much you've watched the politicians but who do you reckon they are representing themselves yeah. <laughs> they the new thing that they're trying to put forward is a Dani coal mine and that's a coal mine that's going to be put in Queensland and the runoff of that coal mine is going to affect the Great Barrier Reef and is it, it's just going to destroy the climate up there but they think that it's good because they need more energy and they need more coal and, and fossil fuels. And that, yeah. Yeah, it gets more jobs and, yeah. And they just, they don't understand that if they do that, then it's making the problem worse and it's going to create even more problems for the future, which is our future. And they won't be living in it, but we will. So it's important. It's a fairly selfish sort of way of seeing things, you know. Noam Chomsky sort of puts that in this way that the, the the true constituency of the politician or political party who doesn't really have their own agenda besides getting and holding on to power is is the funder, and the politician or party must convince their their sort of puppet constituency or the people who they reckon are um, the people who are going to vote for them. <laughs> that they're working for them but instead they're actually really looking after the financial interests of the people who can fund yep. them i reckon that's a relevant little point what about um non-political solutions have, have you come across anything in your travels that that looks like a, a bright sort of spark for the future many there's so many like companies and people that are actually trying to fix this problem and they're like trying so hard and they're actually doing pretty well and they actually make a difference in this but again they are the minority but there are people who are trying to fix this they're trying to save the bees 
stop chopping down trees and other things like that to help us actually survive. And I guess, um, have you come across Beyond Zero Emissions and that, that sort of outfit? Not really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, they're, they're pretty amazing. They've made a, a complete set of, of plans of how Australia could, just using off-the-shelf technologies that are already, they don't need to be developed, we could change over to zero emissions like within 10 years. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess as you were saying, the priorities aren't there to, uh, to implement those plans, but yep. the plans are there. Now, Annie, how much, uh, how much does the political system listen to grandparents? Well, it probably listens to grandparents more than it listens to kids. But I just wanted to say how fantastic I think Maeve and Indy are um, coming in and talking to you and the kids all around the world doing this um, climate strike. Now, of course, there are many people who've been working on climate for a very long time and that's why I just wanted to say, um, you know, I've got little grandkids. Of course, I'm really worried about their future. I also have a scientific background, so... I've been following the science for a long time and as Indy and Maeve were saying, you know, the global scientific community have been speaking out on climate for 30 years and last October the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change um, came out and said we've only got basically 10 years to cut all our fossil fuel emissions by 50%, so that's a, a huge step. Yeah, so I'm just here to say I think they're absolutely wonderful. I'll be going to the strike. I'll probably take my grandkids. I'd urge other uh, grandparents and parents to go along as well. Um, you know, the young ones have the have the big stake. Um, the older ones have the stake through their own, the children in their lives, if you like. Um, yeah, so Maeve and Indy... Um we probably need to bring political ideas and political debate back to politics, really. Um, yeah, what, what are some of the ways that you can see that we might be able to to get some sense back into the, uh, the halls of parliament? I've been telling my friends who are interested in those political debates and stuff, I'm like, you should... Like, when you're older, you should become a politician and so you, your voice can actually be heard and actually have good policies. Because at the moment, we've got the Greens Party and they're on board with climate change, but some of their priorities are muddled up as well as Labour and Liberals. And it's just... They just need to find the sense that they need to actually think before they speak or before they write a new policy because the things that they're saying and doing won't help in the long run for our futures. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I always think that with this sort of situation going on and... and and the government even proposing to give a billion dollars to Adani to, to open up this massive new coal basin in Queensland that you were talking about before. I mean, do you think it would be fair to call these guys extremists? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to the extremes to dig up our earth and make money off of it. They're telling us to stay in school and let the big kids run the show when they're not the ones who are going to live in the world that they've created for us. Yep. Mm, yep, yep. So are you kids getting angry? Yes. Very, <laughs> very angry. Yeah. Because on a legislative level... Our politicians are res responsible for our futures and well, like well-beings, for the youth's futures and well-beings, if they are not willing nor seemingly interested in representing our concerns. It is only inevitable that we will take action and protest because there is nothing else we can do. We have to strike from school because school education is our only power. We don't have a job we can strike from. We don't have anything else we can strike from. We have education. And, yeah. <laughs> mm. So there's a, there's a new sort of 
a new word that I've, I've been hearing just now and then over the last year or two, and it's called childism, and it's sort of like racism or classism, but it's, it's applied to children and how people just never listen to children, order them around and all this stuff. Do you feel that that might be a real thing? Yes. <laughs> we... One of our things that we try to do in the school strike is that we try to talk to politicians and people who are interested in helping our cause. But most of the time they're like, oh, yeah, just pass me on to your parents and we'll talk about it. Or like, oh, yeah, you're just a child, though. We can't do anything if you're a child. And even for last year's school strike, which I think was in November... Um, Malcolm Turnbull came out. I mean, no, ScoMo came out and he was like... He's not a real Scotty, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He came out and he's like, kids should be in school, being educated. Don't worry about the big problems because that's our job when they're not doing anything about it. And, like, they just don't care anymore. Activism is, like, a very prominent aspect of my generation schooling and extracurricular activities we finally come to a point in um in time where most countries australia being one of the many young people feel the right to protest um where we feel we can express our concerns to our government by taking appropriate actions because they aren't stepping up and i guess over over well the whole of the last five or ten thousand years of, of human settlement, when when people who are feeling oppressed and, and not listened to, and there's a real actual problem, like often it's just when food runs out or something, they do get really, really cranky, and they and they get up, and there is like serious trouble for the leaders. There is often revolutions and, and attempted ones and things like that. Do you reckon that sort of thing's on the cards if the politicians don't actually listen and and do something eventually for sure (laughs) (laughs) we're at that stage now that if the politicians aren't going to do something in like 10 years or so we're going to have a bung climate it's not going to be good we can't live in it we'll start being mole people (laughs) like it's not going to help our situation if they just keep on ignoring it and there probably will be revolutions and things like that but like hopefully it doesn't come to that because they actually think of what they're doing before they actually do it Mm -hmm. or we vote in a different bunch of clowns now over the last 50 years or so since sort of oh maybe it's a bit longer than that now isn't it but um since Martin Luther King and, and Gandhi were about, um, revolutions have taken a, a bit of a different tack, or some of them anyway, in, in the in the rich countries. Um, and, and non-violence has been emphasised really strongly at the forefront of these. Does the school strike uh, follow the non-violent principles? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I mean, we're just kids. We're not going to be violent about it. We just want our voices to be heard because... We don't have the chance to vote. We don't have the chance to speak up about it. It's like, yeah, we're not going to take a turn for the worse. Just not going to bring out your AK-47 just yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent thing. That's good. How do you reckon this anger is going, um, going to bring accountability? What have you got planned for... Let's say, we'll pick a date out of the hat, March 15th. (laughs) We have the school strike for climate coming up. Um, It's uh, basically we march from Garima Place down to Glee Park and we are going to do chants. We're going to do chalk for change, which is where you have a piece of chalk and you write all the climate change policies and what people should hear on the ground 
and just like have it out there for everyone to see. We're going to have speakers. We're hopefully getting politicians from all parties to come and speak for us. Um, the government has said that kids can get out of school for strike. You won't get in trouble. You won't get a strike on your record. This is a big thing and they understand that. So they're letting any student to just kind of walk out of class as long as you get your parents' permission first. And, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. We're hoping to get 2,000 people to march on March the 15th and it's going to be... It's going to hopefully help us change the way people see us and the way politicians treat us. So, yeah. It's not only in Canberra, too. It's um, all across Australia. Um, It's actually... um, I think it's some overseas students will join us, too. So this is a big thing for um, the Earth basically. Yeah, yeah, it's all over the place. I, I had a look at the map on the website and there's, there's not a continent where there's not stuff going on, yep. so it's definitely going to be a global day. Are they, are they all going out on the same day? Yep, yep, all nice, on the same day. Nice. All right, now we're going to have a little break and listen to a song by... And I, yes, I apologise to everyone. I didn't back announce the other song, and that's because this guy's name is really hard to say. This is a, a, an amazing young fellow. I believe he's 17 now, um, but he's been speaking out against social justice and, and climate in, injustices since he was six, I believe. And he, he's started up a group called the Earth Guardians, which has gone international, and, he, and he's a rapper as well. So that's why he's come in here. We did play Magic before, and we're going to play Young. He's called uh, Cattle. No, oh, that was terrible. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this by the end of the show. All right. We're going to listen to him anyway because he's good. I'm young and I'm positive. Uh, two things that I've never not been but Growing up in a world so cold that made it hard for a kid To not lose hope am I just a voice for a last generation The ignorance of people taught me to be patient So be patient and stay humble Defeat the hatred and watch the walls crumble Don't let the pain of the world steal your smile Don't let the concrete tame what was once wild I run wild, no borders and no fences Tobacco in the wind in all four directions Seventeen years of obsidian eyes Still across the ocean of meridian lines To where oblivion lies Shot I'm ahead of my time, I'm just a young fool the sunrise Is it just me Or is it this city Lights have been swallowing me Who would believe A beautiful mask Beautiful mask Could break free I guess we'll see what have I become? There's a man in the mirror I've been trying to run from. Sober. I don't want to wait till I get older. Addiction. Vitamins are feeding me and I'm on screen of anxiety. Little boy is out to be scared. Yeah, but he's a survivor. Medicated and hated himself for it. Left home to forage and face God in the forest. Bypass. Sorting through the trauma. The loss of the feminine's a lot from mama. I'm guilty of abusing power. Retrieve my soul. I've been a coward. Pornography distorted my perception to women who given in to him again and again. It's a fucking sickness. Forgive him. He was just a child receive him as he reconciles is it just me or is it this city lights have been swallowing me who would believe a beautiful mask beautiful mask could break free i guess we'll see the most used chase not there no sense of direction a pressure to fit into these boxes be perfect in a world of imperfection we don't celebrate laughter a greater purpose or pursuing your passion and I'm trapped in my mind and the only escape is when I'm on stage rapping when your test scores seem to mean more but if you're alive I find it out what you breathe for 
feel something missing. A generation should dream more. Broken wings, broken hearts, and broken will. We'll fall apart. All that I've done is not enough. It's too damn much. I can't control. And I can't let go. I feel the weight of the world on my shoulders. I feel the guilt of never getting sober. I feel for you, never felt love. I feel the pressure of trying to grow up. I feel that blade. I feel the scars. I feel the fear of not knowing who we are. The hate, the love, the tears that we shed. For those that we lost, baby, with the regrets. This is deeper than words, deeper than the depression of the kids and the birds. Man, the pain of being alive, that shit still hurts. Prescribe by a doctor, but these pills don't work. Overmedicate the youth from east to west coast. Scars on your wrist, written suicide notes. This is your life to live, not your life to take. I'm sick and tired of these mistakes we make, yeah. Is it just me? Or is it this city? Lights have been swallowing me. Who would believe a beautiful mask? Could break free. I guess we'll see. The reason we hurt, the reason we die, humanity has yet to figure out how to speak. Why? Judgment, assumption, apathy were impossible to name. They didn't exist until we allowed ourselves to stray so far from true story that we became the afraid. Afraid no more, we will rise to unite. It'll mean you'll have dug to the roots of the hurt. You'll have gone to the depths that we have yet to discover. To humanize the pain, we must intentionally uncover. And you'll have returned to the surface, this tree growing strong. The new siren in your heart. And humanity will say thank you. You're on Community Radio 2XX 98.3 FM. You're listening to Behind the Lines. You're with Scotty. In the studio, we have Maeve and Indy with us, students from the School Strike for Climate, which is coming up on the 15th of March. And also in the studio, we have Annie with Stoppadani. yeah. The march, the march is on the 15th, and, and yeah, you're hoping to get out how many people? 2,000 and even more. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more. <laughs> Probably more. <laughs> Are there any indications of, of who might come along? Um, we've got a lot of politicians from the Greens party to come along. We've also got schools who are planning like to have it as a school excursion. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they walk or take the bus down there and they'll strike as a school, which is super cool. That is super, super cool. Yeah. 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 Wow. So who's going to be actually, uh, actually talking on the day? Do you know if there's a list finalised? Students, basically. Um, There are some politicians, but I don't know their names. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, it's it's students who just want their voice to be heard, and so we have many speakers. It's emceed by students, it's run by students, and anyone can come. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Fantastic, fantastic. Are there going to be any music or anything like that? Yep. Yep. We've got performers and... Bands, I think. Singers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Any, anything else going on? Is it going at the moment? Circus or anything? We're trying to get food trucks. Okay. Yeah. To come. They kind of all turn you away. Yeah. So a child, like they call you and they're like, "This is a prank." Yeah. They're like, "This is a prank." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> or dear. they're like, "Oh yeah, just pass us to the logistics team," and we don't have a logistics team because we just kind of know all the logistics (laughs) but yeah yeah so hopefully we'll get more of those people to come and yeah hopefully it's good (laughs) Mm. no that sounds like a great day yeah and over in europe a lot of the the, i don't know how you'd call them the national groups i suppose uh are striking they're going out every single friday until they're satisfied that it's been it's been addressed (laughs) Is, is the australian contingent um, looking at doing anything else like that after the after the march we hope so yeah yeah that would be super cool if 
you know, once every week we just kind of stand up and have a little speech about climate change and then just, like, sit back down again. Mm. Like, it would make an impact and it would really, like, show that we're serious about this and we want things changed and stuff. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, yeah, stamina and perseverance are, are pretty pretty loud ways of getting your message across, definitely. Yeah. What other sort of youth-led movements are there out there? Have you heard of any any other good ones? There mm. are many out there. I know that, but I can't be. just think of them at the moment. An awful lot of kids, yeah. Yeah. And and I guess the the whole climate thing, it's the the rich world where we live is is sort of going to be hit last in many ways because we've got the most wealth to um to buffer the problems and stuff and all, all of this stuff is already being felt very harshly in the in the what they call the third world in the poor countries of the world. Do you have any plans to sort of reach out to them and, and connect? If we get more people to help out and more people who are aware of the situation that people are in and the problems that are unfolding, not in front of our eyes but just like behind the scenes, then maybe somehow we could make a change for that and make it different. Mm, nice. And and are there any sort of any other movements in the in the rest of the the world that that you're looking for to for for solutions for places where you might be able to get some ideas you can shake in front of the politicians and say look. <laughs> <laughs> um there are people who kind of just get up and talk about these things um there are young kids who are like who represent us and then they will they speak out for us yeah yeah look i think annie had some questions for you as well so um Annie, take it away. I was really interested in in um, how your families have reacted to your stand. We, you know, we had ScoMo saying the kids should stay in school, and I think in many families that actually brought more people out because it was such a well, dare I say a silly comment to make. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so how is it for the two of you in terms of your friends and family? How do they feel about it? <laughs> um. My friends and family are very supportive about it. My sister also does climate change. Um, my mum's an activist. Um, my friends, I'm trying to get them all to come to the student strike. Some of them are people who think that education's more important than, like, just one march for strike, and they think that... Oh, missing one day of school will change what will change what job they get and stuff. And so, I'm trying to tell them that yeah. there is no school if there is no climate. And a lot of kids are against it, actually. Yeah, like, there's um, some kids who just they they're like YOLO. I mean, I'm gonna live forever. Like, <laughs> yeah. well, I'll die by the time anything actually real happens. But no, something. Big can happen very soon. <laughs> yeah, I've got friends who their priorities are set on tea times and, like, just <laughs> playing with robots. And sure, that might help you, but it's also not going to help your climate if it's destroyed because you chose a different... You chose to stay in school that one day. Um, and also, yeah, with ScoMo speaking out like that, it made many people angry. Kids don't like being told what to do. <laughs> That's the thing yeah. that we don't like. Um, and so when he said that, we were like, well, we're not going to listen to you. We're going to do something else. <laughs> and so that kind of helped us move forward in this as well. So, yeah. What, what about your teachers? What sort of reaction have you had from teachers and school principals? I mean, 
I've had a few teachers who've been like, oh, you know, I'm not legally allowed to say anything, but, you know, I support it secretly. Or I'll have teachers, like, secretly handing out posters. But um, it's, I, I don't think some, it's something we should hide. Like, it should be out there. Like, everyone should support climate change. And, yeah, what do you have to yeah. say? <laughs> um, I've talked to my teachers and principal, and they're like, well, yes, climate change but also we don't want to say that we actually support the cause because it's a legal issue and like people don't want that and I'm like people do want that we want to be heard we want to know that you full-on support us and understand what we're trying to fix and trying to do so yeah some of the teachers were um a little bit more concerned on missing school but you know education is incredibly important but like you know it's just one the one day can make a huge impact and a big difference like if you know who cares if we're missing science class we don't have a science class we won't have anything to learn from science class if we don't have a future (laughs) yeah (laughs) and how um how can adults help in terms of the rally on the 15th, because that sounds like that's a really important event. I know there are people that would like to help. What sort of practical things could they do? We know it's your show. We don't want to <laughs> join us. take over. Yeah, <laughs> just join us. Get the word out there. Like yes. we said before, people don't want to talk to kids. They think kids are naive and they don't understand the big problems. But we do, and having people behind our backs supporting us who can get into those conversations with other people and get like all their friends and family to come would be amazing like that support is really important to us because it's not done just by the students it's done by the community and everyone else so even simple things like sharing the event on social media with their friends or putting up a poster at the local cafe, that sort of thing. Would that be useful? Yes. Yes. Very useful. (laughs) Where where can people get hold of a poster? Online. Conservation Council. Conservation Council. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a lot of posters that are ready for being picked up, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can also just make posters and make signs. Um, For the rally last year... We had a lot of handmade painted posters like World Over Money and other posters like that that were super cool and super awesome to see Creative. around. Yeah. I have to say one of my favourites was the one that said, um, I've seen more intelligent cabinets in Ikea. Ikea? Did, yeah. did you see that one? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a beauty. How do, how do you go about, I know, Annie, you've made a poster or two in your time. How For people out there who've never made a poster or, or a banner, what do you do to make a banner? Well, I think the thing is that everyone's got a thought on this and if you sit down and think about a good message that you want to send, break it down into the, into the smallest number of words generally because you want to be able to write fairly big. Um, so even just a sheet of cardboard, an, an old cardboard box um, with some paint or crayon and, or texture can look fantastic. And many of the signs we've seen at the, um, at the last student strike rally were fantastic and they were just done on the back of a box. You know, there was yeah. no special expertise. What were your favourite signs from last time? Um, there was just like one of a picture of just... Um, the globe and like we don't have a planet B yeah we don't have a planet B and um, just like a money bag crossed out Yeah, basically I think my one was um, less activism in schools more activism in parliament (laughs) (laughs) definitely definitely Oh, the other important thing with making banners, are there any particular colours you should avoid? Sometimes I see banners where you've got <laughs> half a word and you can't see the other half. I suppose the, the, if you're going to actually paint a big banner, then 
you're just thinking about contrast, aren't you? If it's a white background, then, you you know, black and red are good colours to put on it. Um, if it's a coloured background, then use light. You know, I think it's whatever you're doing, just um, experiment, really. You yeah. Know? And, and you guys are as good as anyone else at experimenting and making beautiful banners. I've seen some of the really good ones that have been done around the country. Lots of PVC glue and glitter <laughs> helps as well. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to mention too that there will be um, various groups will be represented, various local environment groups. So Stopadani, of course, which is part of 350.org. Um, there's quite a large group of Stopadani people in Canberra. And so we'll be there doing practical things too because I know you need some help with things like putting up marquees and putting up banners and stuff like that. Um, there's a new group that's been forming around the country called Grey Power Climate Protectors, um, which is basically grandparents who have been, what's the word, promoting the rally widely. Sorry, lost my word. Um, and, and will come in groups. So a little group of those have just formed in Canberra, so keep your eye out for them, people holding a Grey Power sign. I think there are many adults who really support what you're doing and and for people who've been climate activists for a long time, it's incredibly encouraging to see kids get involved. It's like a real breath of fresh air um, into the movement. So thank you for all the work you're doing. I think it's wonderful. Absolutely. And to go out, well, is there anything else you guys would like to add before we, before we close up? Come to the March 15th rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just help the climate out. It's really easy to do. We're taking responsibility where adults should and we are taking people's lives in our hands to, you know, fix this world and make it a better place. So, yeah, help us out. Fantastic. Uh, Maeve and Indy, thank you very much for coming in and... Good luck. We'll, we'll see you next Friday for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Annie? Oh, I'd just like to say if you're a grandparent or a parent out there feeling a bit uncertain about this, um, it's, you know, the kids have organised this, they're putting it on, and we can support them, you know. we As we were saying, we can promote it, but we can go. I'll be taking my little grandkids, I hope, Um they went to the last one and, you know, they're only little. They don't understand climate change. But they do understand simple concepts like, hey, we should be getting our energy from the sun instead of burning dirty coal. That's a pretty simple concept and little kids get that. So, yeah, I'd just say if you're an adult, an adult join in, help them out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. Once again, Maeve and Indy, thank you very much for coming in. You're on Community Radio 2 double Hit you when it come through Spending all this money with no purpose but to consume I'm confused, paper trails where you run to Wishing for some shit that we regret when it come true Make money, take money, paying your rent Lay money, politicians sell us make easy as cake money Profits over people, progress over the planet We are all addicted to this green that we've been handed Let me see that clock run life Get up, get up, get Solutionary pulling up to the march, we looking cutthroat. Like a phone board, black mask, sabatista. So don't make him the gritando, hunting capitalista. Misfits with our fist up, type resistance. Shepherd Ferry paint the revolution on the buildings. February Cinco, we finna turn the lights out. Catch me with my host, planting hemp at the White House. Diversify the tactics, we play this for the masses. Do it for the love, for the gram, and I do it for the passion. Now going hard when we talk about that change. Turn our protest into a damn celebration. We 
the people The system may be broken but we build it from the ground up Keep the hope alive, we keep the people mobilized And never let this fire die Keep the hope alive, we keep the people mobilized And never let this fire die We call it for it's time to rise We never let this fire die why you in such a system? What are you crying for? What are you running from? This is something that you're missing. Work, work, show me what you're working with Chasing a degree without thinking about what your purpose is Passports got no stamps, haven't left the continent Work for the men, you can't list your accomplishments What you talking about, you just trying to get by What's making a living if the shit that you making don't make a difference You count sex to the ceiling, but thinking about how you actually feel Killing to make a meal, when I make you come alive This interview was done in the studios of Community Radio 2XX 98.3 FM in Canberra, Australia. Community Radio relies on its listeners for funding. If you enjoyed this program and would like to hear more programs like it, please donate by going to 2XXFM.org.au, click Support 2XX, and then donate, subscribe, volunteer, or sponsor us. Thanks.